Hello and welcome to the Abbott and Costello Show from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Abbott, what time is it? It's time for the Abbott and Costello Show. We're on the air for ABC here in Hollywood. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go with the Abbott and Costello Show. Yes, it's the Abbott and Costello Show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening and laughing pleasure. Chuckles with a carload and music by Matty Malnick. So hold on to your chairs, folks, for here they are, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Hey! Oh, stop that racket. Where have you been all afternoon? Where have you been all afternoon? Yeah. I took a tour of the movie stars' homes. I passed Gregory Peck's house and said, gee, I'd like to have his Cadillac. Then I passed Clark Cable's house and I said, gee, I'd like to have his yacht. Then I passed Harry James' house and I said... <laughs> yes? What would I do with his trumpet? <laughs> you know... I shouldn't be kidding, Abbott. I mean, after all, I got a threatening letter today. Somebody wants to kill me. Well, That's why I got this. How many people listen to you every week, Costello? Well, let me see. All I get about 12 million. That's amazing. Then I got... Oh, you mean that I got so many listeners? Mm, no. Now that you only got one threatening letter. <laughs> <laughs> show me show me where it says that in the script. Uh, show me where it says that in the script. Hmm. Hmm? Well, never mind. Never mind. What are you going to do about the letter? Oh, that's your line. Excuse me. <laughs> never mind. What are you going to do about the letter? That's where I heard it. Yeah, that's where I heard it. <laughs> well, what are you going to do about the letter, Lou? Well, the person who sent me that letter, maybe he may be in the audience tonight. I'm going to search everybody out there. I'm going to start with that blonde in the front row. No, 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 no. Don't be silly, Costello. A beautiful girl like that wouldn't be carrying a gun. You look for what you like, and I'll look for what I like. <laughs> you aren't so ignorant and stupid, you wouldn't pay any attention to the letter. Who's stupid and ignorant? I was very smart in school. When a teacher asked a question, I was always the first one to raise my hand. You are? And sometimes it was to answer the question. <laughs> oh, Hey, wait a minute, boys. Here's a serious-looking fellow trying to get a word in edgewise. Let's see what he has to say.
never gone. Stop that yelling. Come over here. What have you been doing in that telephone booth all afternoon? Well, I'm giving a big party tomorrow night. It's New Year's Eve, you know. And I've just got to get Earl Flynn and Hetty Lamar as my guest of honor. Why do you have to have Earl Flynn and Hetty Lamar? Well, you see, Abbott, this year, New Year's Eve comes on Friday night. Friday night. And I can't serve any meat. So I thought it would be kind of nice to have Flynn and Hetty. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind that. Is your brother Pat going to have a nice New Year's this year? Oh, yes. You know, this is the first year uh, since he's been out of the Navy, Lou. Yes, he's very happy about it. The Veterans Committee got him an apartment for $250 a month. Does he, li- <laughs> does, does he like it? Yes, him and his wife and his baby and his father-in-law and his mother-in-law are all living there in one room. <laughs> well, uh, isn't it kind of crowded? Only at night when the landlord backs his car in. <laughs> You mean that Pat is living in a garage and paying $250 a month? That's ridiculous. I bet I could I could rent that same garage for $50 a month. Yeah, but you ain't a veteran. I... <laughs> you can say that again. Why should I say that again? It didn't get a laugh the first time. Crystal, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I even talk to you. Why don't you pack up your things and do where all other morons go? That's silly, Abbott. What would I do in Washington? I... Well, never mind that. I want you to remember that 1949 is only a couple of days off, and I hope that next year you'll settle down and get married. What for? You should get married. Don't you miss being married? Don't you miss having a little woman around the house? No. I hang wet nylons in the bathroom. I scatter bobby pins all over the floor. I smear all my towels with lipstick, and you'll be surprised how I don't notice there isn't a woman around. Well, if you come to my house tomorrow night, I'm having quite a party, and I'll introduce you to some nice girls. Well, I can't have it. You see, we're having a party at my Uncle Mike's house, and I can't wait to play that new game he invented. This game will take the place of jigsaw puzzles. Uh, how do you play it? Well, you open up a can of crushed pineapple and try to put the pieces together. <laughs> yeah, but are you going to play any other game? Oh, sure. We play the regular game we play at our house every New Year's Eve. It's called Scotch Punch. How do you play? How do you play that? I punch the first guy that touches the scotch. <laughs> Uncle Mike be at the party? I don't think so, Abbott. He's in jail for reckless driving. You know, the sheriff won't let him out. He won't? No. Well, if the sheriff won't let him out, you know the mayor, DeVita. You mayor, know him, Mayor DeVita? Oh, yeah. sure, I know. Well, sure. why don't you call him? Maybe he could swing it. You must uh, know somebody that can swing it. I think I'll call Carmen Miranda. Car- <laughs> Carmen Miranda? She don't even know the sheriff. I know, but brother, can she swing it? <laughs> Costello, Mr. Costello, you've got to help me. What's the matter, young man? Well, my wife wants to send me to a sanitarium. Why? Because I like French fried potatoes. What's wrong with that, young man? I love French fried potatoes myself. You do, Mr. Costello? Certainly. Then you must come over to my house. I've got trunks and trunks just full of French fried potatoes. You know, Abbott, he looks familiar to me. I think I saw him at the $2 win at the Bank of America. (laughs) Wait a 
minute. I've heard of a, a paying winner, a receiving winner, and a loan winner, but since when have they got a $2 winner at the Bank of America? Ever since the president went out to Santa Anita, sort of business are doing with theirs. <laughs> you ought to go out to the racetrack, Abbott. It runs like a machine. A machine? Yeah, vacuum cleaner. The only place in the world where the windows clean the people. <laughs> I hope you'll pardon the intrusion, boys, but you remember me. I was candidate for representative from your district. Oh, oh politician, politician Harry, Harry Brown. Brown. Yes, mm. gentlemen, yes. The same Harry Brown that promised mm. to clean up the city, close up all the pool halls, bring back prohibition, and finish the Hollywood freeway. Mr. Brown, what are you doing now? Nothing. I was elected. <laughs> By the way, Costello, I want to thank you for inviting my sister, my wife and sister, Babe, to, uh, to the Rose Bowl with you uh, next New Year's Day. But I still, uh, I still can't understand why you invited her. Very simple, Abbott. Both your wife and your sister, Babe, have proxide blonde hair. What's that got to do with it? Well, they're all out of tickets, and I figured I'd better bring my own bleachers. I... <laughs> Boys. Well, look, Costello, it's our secretary, Viola Vaughn. Well, ha-ha, <laughs> Viola Vaughn, you give me the wrong place, kid. <laughs> ah. Costello, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Viola has only been in California a short time, and she'd try to make her feel at home, say something nice to her. All right, Viola, old girl, it's been frightfully nice seeing you again. Frightfully nice. Oh, thank you, and it's been frightful seeing you again. <laughs> Uh, quiet, Costello. Let me handle it. Viola, you look très charmant tonight. Oui, oui, and ooh la la. Do you speak French? Oh, I get around. Listen to this. Chevrolet Coupe, Griffith Park. Oh, no. Costello, oh, that, that wouldn't get you very far in France. Yeah, I'd do pretty good with Glendale, though. <laughs> Pay no attention to him, Viola. How would you like to come over to my house New Year's Eve for a little uh, late supper? Uh, is it going to be a buffet? Is it uh, going to be what? Buffet, buffet. Abbott, don't be a dope. You know what buffet is? That's French for let's go to the table and slug it all among ourselves. <laughs> on second thought, Costello, I don't think I want you at my house on New Year's Eve. Your table manners are atrocious. Mr. Abbott, let, let him come over to our house. Costello, you just watch me. I, ha I have perfect table manners. Well, is that so? Well, there's one thing I've been meaning to ask you. Every time you drink coffee, you always stick your finger straight out. What's that for? Well, that's where you hang the wet donuts. <laughs> Viola, that was very, very funny. And all I can say to you is what the skunk would say to his brother. What are the sunks? Skunk. <laughs> I still would like to know what page you're on. <laughs> what did the skunk say to his brother? I beg your pardon? What did the skunk say? <laughs> all right, folks, we all go back to page 16. <laughs> what did the skunk say to his brother? Got your teeth back in, eh? <laughs> Answer the question, yes or no. I'll just have it just once more. 
What did the skunk say to his brother? You do too. You do. <laughs> Get mad, Costello. This well, you get mad. The... I'm happy. Continue. <laughs> this is the end of the new year and New Year's Eve. Uh, the end of the old year there. Should have been the end of the script. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, honey? This is the end of the old year and New Year's Eve. Now I'm going to give you the hottest, burning, sizzlingest kiss you've ever had. You are? Yes. Attention, New York and Chicago. Stay tuned in. This may be just what you need to melt the snow off your streets. <laughs> Costello, I've come to the conclusion that you are the most unintelligent, ignorant, stupid nincompoop in the state of California. Well, a fellow's got to make good at something. I, <laughs> I still like that skunkahunker line of yours. I have... <laughs> Uh, Viola, we're starting a new year in a few days, and I'd like you to stay with us as our secretary. You like the job, don't you? Well, Mr. Abbott, I don't really know. You see, I was a secretary for an insurance man, then I worked in a bank. But my mother is a little skeptical about my working for Hollywood actors. Viola, has your mother been telling you that old stuff about how actors are all wolves? That they do nothing but chase girls and go to parties, and that they're all up all night whooping and hollering, and that no self-respecting girl should associate with them? Well, yes, she has. Well, do you want to know something? What? She's so right. Yeah, I hate to break it up, man, but it's time to change the subject for just about 60 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, all over the world, let's end this year on a good note. Here's Howl Winter singing with Matty Malnick's orchestra, a very beautiful ballad entitled... Dancing in the dark Till the tune ends We're dancing in the dark And it soon ends We're waltzing in the wonder Face the music to.
What are you writing in that little book? What are you perspiring for? <laughs> I'm asking you, Costello, here. What are you writing in that little book? I got four New Year's resolutions written in here, Abbott. For 1949, here's what I'm going to do. Resolution number one, I resolve to improve my handwriting. Now, that's good. What is number two? How do you like that? I can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, skip it. What's, what's number three? Love thy neighbor. And number four? Move next door to Hedy Lamar. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you make up a sensible list of resolutions? Well, I'm only kidding, but I got a sensible list. Listen to this. Number one, give up going to nightclubs. Number two, give up going with girls. Number three, give up resolutions number one and number two. <laughs> Talk, Sam, please. I like the one about love thy neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> But where, where are you going to spend New Year's Eve, Lou? Well, I could go to Ava Ava Gardner's party. There's only one thing that's stopping me. What's that? She didn't invite me. <laughs> that shows you how popular you are with the girls. Personally, I don't care about girls. You don't, huh? Just so I'm popular with my Sam Shovel Detector fans. The listeners love me, Abbott. Just listen to this note I got today. Dear Lou Costello, a Sam Shovel private detective, you are wonderful. You kill me. If you ain't the funniest guy on the radio, I'm a monkey's uncle. I'm coming to the studio tonight. Mr. Costello, there's someone here to see you. Show the man in. It's no man, just a monkey with his uncle. <laughs> well, never mind him, Costello. What is your Sam Shovel detective mystery about tonight? It's one of my greatest cases, Abbott. I call it the murder at the radio quiz show, or I've got a body in a balcony, Doctor. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a dandy. Let's do it. Right. We'll do it. Yes, I'm Sam Shovel. Sam Shovel, private detective. I'll take any kind of a case. If you need a detective to shadow somebody, call me. If you need evidence for a divorce, call me. If you need a detective with courage and fortitude, call me. If your life is threatened by a mob of desperate armed criminals and you need somebody to shoot it out with them, there's plenty of other detectives you can call. <laughs> 
As I sit here at my desk, I decide to read. I pick up my newspaper. It's the Herald Express. I see an ad for California grapefruit. You can always tell it, genuine California grapefruit. If it don't squirt juice, it squirts fog. <laughs> While reading, I decide to smoke. I reach for my old Indian peace pipe. It's a genuine old Indian peace pipe. Instead of tobacco, it's filled with pieces of old Indians. <laughs> I glance out the window at the beautiful secretary across the hall. She's wearing a new mean coat she got for Christmas. She got that mean coat the hard way. The hard way. She bought it herself. <laughs> I hear a strange sound coming from the dentist's office next door. Molars! Right face! By cuspids! Squad's left! He's drilling somebody's teeth. <laughs> my ceiling just cracked. A piece of plaster fell on my desk. There's something written on the plaster. It's as wide as a chicken cross the street. It's corn plaster. <laughs> my ceiling is full of old cracks. So are my writers. <laughs> On my wall, I notice a picture of Trigger Finger Tessie. What a girl. She shot from the hip and she could hit anything. Then one day she bought a gun. <laughs> but she threw it away. She found out she could hit more people with a hip. <laughs> Tessie was a gun mall. Every time she started to pull a job, I cooked her goose. In Cleveland, I cooked her goose. In Boston, I cooked her goose. In Albany, I cooked her goose. And one day, she asked me to marry her. She said, Sam, nobody can cook a goose like you. <laughs> I gave her a job as my secretary, but she never could get any work done. In the office, she was a bottleneck. Every time I opened a bottle, she'd want a neck. <laughs> well, here I am all alone, and it's New Year's Eve. I look out at the window at the crowds in the street. What a racket. Everybody's celebrating. Half the men, half the men have noisemakers. The other half left their wives home. <laughs> In the crowd, I see my pal, Lieutenant Abbott of the Homicide Squad. <laughs> Abbott is a shrewd cop, but he's very tight with money. He gave his wife a bottle of perfume for Christmas. The perfume was so cheap that when she put on her fur coat, two moths flew out, hole in her nose. <laughs> Lieutenant Abbott is a drinking man. And how? He loves beer. But in 1949, he's going on a wagon. Not because he wants to quit drinking, but he figures if he goes on a wagon, he'll have to be that much closer to the beer. <laughs> Suddenly, my office door opens. Hello, Sam Shovel. Happy New Year. Where have you been? I haven't seen you all week. I've been helping out with a Christmas rush at Nancy's department store. They fired me. I made a mistake. I took a sign off a dress and put it on a bathtub. What did the sign say? How would you like to see your girl in this for a dollar ninety-eight? <laughs> Never mind that, Sam. Are you coming to my house to play poker? None of your wife is going to play. What's the matter with my wife? She's a great poker player. My wife has a real poker face. Every time I see her, I want a poker face. <laughs> What a New Year's Eve. The police department is going nuts with the traffic problem. I wonder how Officer McShane is doing on Hollywood and Vine. Officer McShane is now at Sunset and Figueroa. Who moved him away down there? Brand new red Hudson going 90 miles an hour. 
Ah, forget about that. Are you going to a nightclub to celebrate New Year's Eve? Not me, Lieutenant Abbott. It's too expensive. I went to a Hollywood nightclub Saturday night. Ringside tables were $50. The last row was $25. Cost $5 way back at the bar. I paid 50 cents. Could you see the show? Yes, I did. But it was very annoying. All night long, some guy kept brushing me off with a whisk broom. <laughs> Look, why didn't you come to my house tonight, Sam? It'll be a swell party. Bring that cute little redhead you met yesterday. I had her out last night. We went to Griffith Park and sat on a bench. Every time I kissed her, she pulled her hair out of her head. Well, bring it to the party. Lieutenant, how would it look for me to walk into your house with a bald-headed girl? <laughs> I know who I'll bring. Gertie. Gertie, she's a swell at a party. She's a scream. Does she play piano? No. Does she sing? No. What does she do? She screams. <laughs> Where, where's Sam Shovel? Where's Sam Shovel, the great detective? I, I gotta see Sam Shovel. Oh, please, calm down, sir. What's the matter? Please. There's something, something on your mind? There must be something on his mind. There's nothing on his head. <laughs> Stop joking, Sam Shovel. You've gotta help me, please. There's something the matter with my wife. She's asleep. I can't wake her up. Sam, I can't wake up my wife. Have you tried shaking her? Shaking her? I've been doing better than that. For the past two hours, I've been hitting her on the head with a hammer. <laughs> Sam, it's New Year's Eve. Forget, forget you're a detective. Let's go to my house for a New Year's party. Well, Sam, how are you enjoying the party? Fine. Uh, attention, everybody. We're going to play games. Now, everybody's got to get up and do something to entertain. Hey, let Sam Shovel get up first. Friends. Come on, Friends. And countrymen. <laughs> and other stuff that goes with it. I'll do the best I can to entertain you. But remember, I'm just a private detective. I'm not an entertainer. You can say that again. <laughs> Who's that, Lieutenant? The, the president of ABC. I had to invite him. As I said before, friends, I'll do my best to entertain you. How would you like to see some of my famous magic tricks? Okay. Okay, now, Lieutenant Abbott, may I borrow your handkerchief? Thank you. Now, Mr. President of ABC, may I borrow your watch? Okay, here. But be careful with it. My wife gave it to me for Christmas. Good. Now watch me carefully. First, I wrap the watch in the handkerchief. I tie four knots in the handkerchief. Now I place it on the floor and jump up and down on it like this. Hey, what kind of a trick is that? You busted my watch to pieces. Yes, but I want you to notice. There's not one wrinkle in the handkerchief. Get him out! word is usual, but before they go, we'd like you to ponder this.
Costello, the next show we do will be next year. Yes, folks, and I'd like to wish all of our listeners health, wealth, and prosperity in 1949. And that, and that goes for all the folks that work for us. Matty Malnick and his fine crew of musicians and our vocalists. Hal Winters. And don't forget Viola Vaughn and our writing staff, which is headed by Eddie Foreman with Paul Collin, Pat Costello, Martin Ragaway, and Len Stern. And our producer, Charles Vander. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody, and Happy New Year to everybody in Patterson, New Jersey, and all over the world. Happy New Year, Mother and everybody. Listen each Thursday night at this time for another great Abbott and Costello show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood. Be sure to stay tuned for the outstanding entertainment which follows throughout the evening on this ABC station.